on this episode of the AIE Podcast. Guys, the AIE Guild call at BlizzCon was a huge success. Wow, we have a patch. Conquest in Star Wars. We have Admiral Sybil's Star Trek online update. And Hoots and Turbo are here to talk to us about AIE and EVE. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. All right, so welcome to episode number 246 of the podcast celebrating the Alea Eoct as gaming community, the Die Has Been podcast. This is Aludra, and I think you are awesome. With me, as always, is Michaela. Hey, guys, there are apple spice cookies in the guild kitchen. And right over there, just right next to her, we have Tetsemi. Spreadsheets, lots of spreadsheets, trust me, we're in an audit. <laughs> this week we are joined by a special guest Hoots and Turbo who are here to talk about us in about AIE and Eve Online. Welcome and more spreadsheets. Hello and welcome and I don't know about you but Turbo I'm I'm totally not going to here to talk about Eve. I am here to talk about my mute fruit farm. My mute You're fruit what? farm. In, 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 it's a new game called uh, Farmville post-apocalyptic oh. edition. Um, I think some people might call it Fallout 4. Uh, <laughs> Got it. Okay. But but it's it's yeah that's what I'm here to talk about. You I'm know, here to uh, talk about I, I your hot farming I've, tips. Yes, I've never really had known about my quite so strong desire to clean up the wasteland until they gave me that ability. She's yeah, out vacuuming the dirt. Yep. I no. ended up. I've spent more time making guns than I have actually playing the game. I think. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that pretty much wraps. No, I'm kidding. Doesn't bring us all up to speed on what we've all been up to. But uh, let's. No, let's start with Michaela. And what have you been up to lately? Well, you know, Nevermore, gorgeous lady, often has funky colored hair. Yes. We have had the chance to meet quite a few times. Yeah. Well, you know how we said we were never going to do a con again in December last year? We did a con in December. Yeah, yeah. You guys are dirty, dirty liars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, Phoenix, fan, or Phoenix Comic Con Fan Fest is the first weekend of December, which means there's been a craft explosion at my house, which means when I'm not working, I'm crafting. So... <laughs> You guys know Michaela works like twenty nine thousand hours a day. No, I work like ten to eleven. It's not that bad. See, twenty nine thousand hours, yeah. not ten to eleven. And that then I come ridiculous. home and cook elaborate dinners and host D and D games. And anyway, and make and make jewelry. So, yeah. um, with the extent of our reading the other night, that's not, that's pretty much all I'm doing. Uh, for those of you not in the know, Michaela left halfway through Raid because she suddenly realized she had not slept in three weeks. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> and by three weeks, she means 43 years. <laughs> well, 
okay, you got mad at me for exaggerating the one thing. I thought I'd underplay the other part, okay? Come on. Come on. You can't have it both ways. You can't. <laughs> what about you, Ted Simmons? Did you did you finally downgrade the bed to the twin as she doesn't use it anymore? <laughs> no, not that bad. Besides, if we did that, there wouldn't be room for the dog. Um, yeah. <laughs> Because it literally goes, I get half the bed, she gets a sliver of the bed, and the pit bull boxer gets the rest of the bed. That's pretty much how it works out. <laughs> but I have been working on my druid. I am 12 bars away from hitting level 90 on the druid in WoW. And that will be um, the last character that I actually level up to uh, to 100 and then I'm saving my Legion auto boost to 100 uh, for my last character, which is my Warlock. So I won't actually have a hunt, you know, the 11 by 11 done on November 23rd. But um, by the time Legion comes out, they'll all be 100. So, but I had forgotten while leveling up how fun zoldrak is as a zone it's mm -hmm. so big it's amazing and i must have spent oh the last five levels in northrend leveling up in there doing the stuff for the death knights then you do the stuff for the trolls and then you do the stuff for the gods it's just it's amazing so i, I love that leveling zone i got done with that i decided i'm a druid i need to go to hygel Actually leveled from 80 to 85, never left Hygel, and then went into Cataclysm, and I'm about to hit level 90, never leaving the Jade Forest. Oh, wow. Oh, that is so great. I yeah, I'm, I'm in the Jade Forest as well. I was so surprised how much you can do in the Jade Forest now with the accelerated XP. Yeah, exactly. Well, especially with the, because um, I have all the heirlooms, including the, the ring from the shipyard. Um, so yeah, stupid shipyard ring. No, 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 it's okay. RNG, let it go. Let it go. Yep, don't make us sing to you. Uh, <laughs> happy place. So, what, happy place. what have you been up to in or out of game besides BlizzCon? Oh my god, so much. Okay, like you said, BlizzCon and ah, won the thing. Yes, won the thing. Um, now rubbing it in, just kind of showing off that you know, I have a tracer statue up there, and no one else does. Yes. Best realized you can't see so there, there we go. go there we go and let me see we uh had uh so the blizzcon thing like mentioned in the opener huge success won't go too far into that because that's not fair and that's not nice but uh, it. i met a lot of people and it was so great and yay everybody i mean I went without a ticket, and everybody was still so nice and so great, and it was just a place to hang out, and we could watch the stream and see some live podcasts, which I may or may not have ended up in because people were Disney pets and Pepe. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, you don't do that because Pepe. And then, um, let me see. Okay, as you can see, there's a new background here because I got so tired of everybody seeing my the entirety of my apartment on every podcast. So if you're viewing the live stream... Better view! Yay! <laughs> There's going to be gaming posters and stuff going here. Um, I'm participating in the Nano this month because, hey, why not? While well, I'm knitting four teddy bears and six hats before Christmas. Yeah, Michaela, you're not the only one who can craft. 
Yeah, I'm um, go for it, sweetie. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I also decided why not do the Nano because, hey, I didn't have enough to do with my hands. So that's going well, but I'm really behind. I'm only at 16K words, and today's supposed to be the 25K word goal. Oops. And then, just to be extra fun, my husband surprised me with Fallout 4, and I'm like, but nice. I've got all this stuff I need to do. See, I, I did participate in Nano write up NaNoWriMo, but it was a narrative I was writing for work that we then had to condense because it was 12 pages long and it wouldn't fit into the system. <laughs> well, the system just needs an overhaul then because yeah, if no, that's what it takes. It should never be that that bad. Um. Hey, hey, sometimes they find a way, and that's not your fault. You're just being thorough and outlining what happened. Yes. Properly. So, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm still participating in the Hex Tournament, which is, Ooh. yeah, yeah, it's going really great. I need one ticket, but I took, like, four days off because we lost power the second day of BlizzCon, and that was really fun to deal with the next day. And, yeah, so I've just been trying to stay afloat and do my thing, but, ah, November is really hectic. It's not as hectic as it's December. Kind of no. Yes. My hair is being poofy. What the heck, hair? You're fine. Don't be poofy, hair. All right, so what about our guests? Uh, Hoots, Turbo, what have you guys been up to? Besides Eve, because we're going to hit on all that later. They've been doing Zombie Farmville. That, Zombie Farmville is great. Absolutely, and, and Turbo, I'll let you uh, take the lead. What have you been up to? Uh, well, I'm weird, and I'm studying before I even go back to school. Cause I'm, oh, that's a great I'm idea. starting this... Starting this uh, spring semester, I'm going to go back to school for network technology. Uh, that is great. I did that, too. R.I.P. my life. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Hoots, can, Hoots, Hoots has been having a little bit of his, his work eating up his life. Recently. Yeah, I, I, I mean, a little bit. But I, I won't necessarily go in, into that too much. But yeah, work work has been kind of a little wee bit busy for the past couple of months. But yeah, a little bit of Fallout 4. Um, a little bit of Europa Universalis 4. I got sucked back into that again, creating, creating a version of the Dutch Empire. Uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with uh, EU4, it's like... It's like a version of civilization, except it has a lot more spreadsheets. Oh! Yeah, it's it's really, it's I love it. It's fantastic, and it's great. And then there's a predecessor game, Crusader Kings 2, which takes place earlier um, in Earth, um, kind of during uh, basically the Middle Ages. And that that is less of a strategy game, though, and more of a role-playing game. Um, because you're just generally a terrible monarch who needs to marry off his brother to some distant land, so you don't have to worry about a civil war and succession trials. It's it's really great. This sounds, yeah, this sounds well, like a really intense version of Risk. Well, what I enjoy is the fact that it's it just flat out says, you're a terrible monarch. I, I mean, with, with Crusader Kings 2... Uh, I, I mean, hey, look, you got to do what you got to do in order to rule your kingdom. And I mean, sometimes, you know, you just need to assassinate your sister because Wait. she has like, you know, um, 
like a problematic like error or something like that. Or sometimes, uh, sometimes you need to father a son um, with not your wife because your wife isn't bearing you children. I mean, terrible things like that. So this is essentially The Prince by Machiavelli in a game form. Crusader Kings 2, The Prince nice. by Machiavelli in yes. game form. I approve. <laughs> Hoots and his Hoots and his empire games. He, he he ran an empire in Eve for a while, and then gave that up. And now he's running empires on every simulation game he can. Sweet. So if I need to take over a kingdom, I know who to talk to. Awesome. Writing that down nice. in my notes. Also, and I, I, if you need to backstab your friends uh, in a game of Civilization, you also need you also know how to talk to. Good, 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 good. All right. Yeah, it sounds like something right up Ralph's alley, too. But yeah, I think that about wraps it up for me. Nice, nice. Okay, so we'll be talking to Hoots and Turbo shortly about Eve and not about Zombie Farmville. But first, let's cover this week's AIE News. AIE News. All right, as I'm sure you've heard, the AIE Guild Hall at BlizzCon was a success. Massive. I'm sorry? It was a massive success. Massive success, yes. Lots of friends and guildies met up, hung out. A few podcasts were recorded, which Eludra may or may not have been on. Just a reminder, the AIE Guild Hall is not just AIE WoW's Guild Hall, but the whole community of AIE and friends, including, of course, our our buddies, with CTR and the Tadpole and everybody. Uh, planning is already underway for next year's Guild Halls. We can get a jump on preparations to make it even more awesome. Is that possible? Yep. I don't know. Anyway, big thanks to MewCow, yay Mew, and Link Theris, yay Link, who helped organize the Guild Hall, and to all the volunteers and people who donated their time, energy, effort, money to make it a success. Also, did you know we have a community section of the forums? We do, and it's for anything about the community. Meetup planning, general topics of the AA community, anything you want to talk about. Join in a topic already started or make your own. It's your community. Let us celebrate. And speaking of the AIE community forums, DP Roberts has started a thread about heading to PAX South in January. If folks are interested, please join this discussion, discussion currently in progress. At your own discretion. At your discretion. discretion, right, yes. And we have a, a section in the forums for tabletop RPGs. Yay! If, you, if you're interested in playing D&D with like-minded folks in AIE, Razzie has started a forum thread, and applications are open. Okay. Um, <laughs> what kind of tabletop game? Do we know, or...? Oh, it's D&D. It's D&D. Just Oh, okay, but I know there's several flavors of it. I so believe I believe uh, knowing I believe knowing Razzie's affections, it's probably fifth ed because it's a really easy place for somebody new to start off on. Yep. You really don't want to start a newbie on something like fourth ed. Hmm. Good to know. It's the one like I sent you all the links to the other day when you said, "Hey, I think I might want to start playing D and D." Yes. Yes. Okay. This is the best the RPG system ever. <laughs> you can die in character creation. I, that Traveler. Traveler yes. is fantastic. I oh, love I Traveler. Love Traveler. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. So let's move on to the Nomads. Interested in trying out World of Warships? 
Django we talking was... about D&D, right, got it. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Django was nice enough to provide two codes for new players along with the instructions how to redeem them. Guess where they are? They're on the forums. Also, over in Minor League Games, which is typically mobile games, Dragon JL is looking for folks to play Vainglory. It's an iOS yep. game. And it and almost has enough to start an AIE guild there. So if you're interested, post on the thread, find them in game, join up, play AIE somewhere else. Yay! Woohoo! Because, you know, we like to play all the games. All, the, get all games. the games. World, Craft, World of Warcraft, the baby that started all of this. Uh, Tuesday, November 17th, Blizzard is releasing patch 6.2.3 for World of Warcraft. This patch will come with Valor upgrades, completing completing a wing of LFR each week for the first time each week, the first heroic dungeon of each week, mythic dungeons, and also earning ugh, also earned with a weekly event upon completion. Each piece of gear will be upgraded twice for 250 Valor for each upgrade. Time-walking dungeons for Kata as well as cross-realm mythic raiding will also be introduced as well as transitional PvP Season 3. Sorry. Class changes as well. Generally buffs to underperforming classes, blah, blah. Buff this, nerf that, basically. And in Star Wars, this just in, Luke, still not evil. All right, we can stay married. All right. I will forgive you for what you said earlier. So far, as far as we know. (laughs) All right. Escape Podcast 116 released on the 10th, talking about how to make credits in the Star Wars economy. Also, it looks like Star Wars now supports Google Authentication slash Authy, similar to what Guild Wars 2 and Wildstar uses. Check out the folks below. Check out the thread in the forum for the... Sorry. Check out the thread in the forums for how folks are using it. Also, speaking of the forums, Arvis started a discussion on Conquest, explaining what they are and where the guild will be running them. He'll be posting each Tuesday which planet they're invading and how you can... Make credits, or sorry, make the limit easily um, on one character. It looks like this week they're invading Alderaan. Oh, come on. Hasn't that poor planet had men through enough already? Uh, see yet. the forum. <laughs> I know. See the forum post for uh, how to do the conquests in our Star Wars section of the forums. All right. And moving on to Star Trek Online, we would like to thank Sybil for the following update. Tats, really? Starships are here! STO is offering starships and a mirror universe bridge officer, Captain Lita, if you make a donation to the Chase Masterson's charity. This charity fights bullying using the appeal of pop pop culture and are active in schools and conventions and, you know, all those good places. And for those of us who are thinking... Lita, that sounds totally familiar, and no, I don't mean the podcaster. She is from Deep Space Nine, and yes, they got the original actress back to voice her. Brilliant, awesome, super fun. And there's been a new exploration story arc added. It starts with the quest, A Single Step. The latest update also adds the mirror invasion, even and even the Badlands battle zone. So yes, the mirror stuff doesn't stop with you just getting a, a crew member. Other quality of life improvements include overhaul to the trait system, allowing for more shared sharing of traits across the different races, and the new dry dock system. Dry docks in space? What? 
Because, you know, space pretty dry. Anyway, finally, Star Trek Online is having weekly giveaways announced every Tuesday on their website. And if that was not enough, from now until November 26th, they've reduced the price of a lifetime subscription by $100. Considering that all the wonderful. crazy perks and amazing things you get for being subscribed, that's a huge deal. And, yeah, that's pretty cool of them to, like, oh, okay, $100 off. For a lifetime subscription? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right. And in Final Fantasy XIV, Abavana started a discussion thread in the forums about the console UI for FFX1IV. He's trying to transition from keyboard to mouse and gamepad controls. If you have suggestions, tips, or tricks to help out, or you just want to see the work in progress, follow along. And Final Fantasy XIV, yes. Shiv R? Yes. And if you're looking for some helpful information regarding patch 3.1, Klana started a discussion thread along with a link to the Reddit post with lots of useful information. Oh, I want this job. Um, Sashi, the guild house decorator, took some screenshots of the Halloween decorations for posterity and those that don't have them yet in game. Discussion on Christmas direction, this decorations, um, not before Thanksgiving, people, are underway. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. You know, she really does a lot with the house. So originally, it was really static, like everything was set, and then nothing really changed. And since she's become the housing um, officer, just it changes with the seasons. So the seasonal stuff comes out. It's really brilliant to see. I gotta say, this discussion though reminds me of that episode of the Guild where they had fought, where they were fighting over who was gonna be able to decorate the house, the Guild House, and how they're gonna be able to do it. You know, mm-hmm. one side was all dark and piratey and dungeony, and the other was like pink and rainbows. So it does come to mind. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Not before that, I have my turkey. I got oh no, right. no, there needs to be pumpkin pie right. in my turkey. house. Then pumpkin pie. And then the Christmas can happen, the music can start, but it needs to be Thanksgiving dinner on Thanksgiving. One one holiday at a time. Yes. Exactly. And in Guild Wars 2, a reminder from our last show, there is still an ongoing discussion and poll over the location for the Guild Hall going on in the forums. There was going to be an event to uh, enable the Guild House, but I don't believe that happened looking at the forum post. So check in, keep an eye on the forum post, and they'll let you know where they've decided to put up the Guild Hall and what they've done with it. Awesome, awesome. I love it. All right, so quite a few people have returned to Wildstar as it's gone free-to-play. And the active discussion of hitting level cap, what to do, and all that that happens once you get there is on the forums. They just had a really great Halloween event, and it turns out their Christmas event is also coming. Last year they were canceled, so oh. the fact that they're having them this year is a pretty big they deal. Canceled Christmas. Got it, okay. They canceled Halloween and Christmas last year. But wow. then they, they went insane with this one. There It was really fun. So head on over. If you're like me, you're like, what's the point of hitting level cap? Go and check it out. Okay, with all that said and done, all the other games updated, all that great stuff, co- we now know. Let's get back to Hoots and Turbo and find out what's going on in AI and Eve. And Yay. was there Halloween in space, dude? Either did. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Hold on. 
I am having technical difficulties and I'm getting assaulted by noise. There we are. I am back. What was that question? One more time, Ludra. Was there Halloween in space? Yes, there was. Oh, that is brilliant. It was really actually terrifying, and we can actually move that item up to the top of the list. Uh, it was Bloody Omir and the Crimson Harvest of the Blood Raiders. Oh, uh, my. I, oh, yeah. man, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it was pretty much there were a series of instances, um, kind of, I guess you would say, like dungeons or warp rooms or, or things like that that appeared in space that you could warp to and if you you killed like an appropriate NPC it would drop goodies for you that were kind of Blood Raider or Halloween themed. Uh, Turbo, did oh you get a chance to do anything like that? I never actually got around to getting to them because I ended up spending most of my time uh, blowing up Pocos but oh, every, everything that I'd um, seen about it pretty much they made you work for them it wasn't easy to get but it would give you a pretty substantial boost to your skill point uh every or for 24 hours i think was the time limit yes 24 hours or i think it was modified based on like another skill you had previously trained but yeah i did i got real lucky i ran one of the sites and got both um so there was a little doohickey that dropped uh, that was called like a brain enhancer that basically let you train skills faster, mm -hmm. uh, which is which is a little bit unique in Eve. You don't have very many things that change the amount of time it takes to train skills. Um, and yeah, that was like a little neat trick. And then um, I got a, a their ship skins or or different, I guess you would say, art designs. The various spaceships in Eve that have been introduced in the past year, and the one that was uh, dropping in this event was a like blood red blood raiders ship skin for an for a ship called an abaddon and i ended up getting that as well and and it's it was yeah it was real neat and i'm, I'm hoping traditionally you don't see a whole lot of holiday events in eve i think the past couple of years they've done well, it's hard to get all the planets to agree that it is october <laughs> right, so. right. absolutely and and more than that uh so like i think in the past we've seen kind of christmas events but not really anything in game more along the lines of just uh the developer ccp giving players like kind of fun goodies right. um around around christmas um and i know there's like the uh, what what are they called again? Turbo the uh, space the, years. They're no, called space the, years. the Icelandic Christmas. It's uh, um, Krampus. No, just kidding. Um, kind of. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. Uh, yeah, but like the twelve troll children, and they're all kind of okay. disgusting. And it was that like <laughs> last year that that was kind of a theme, and it was really funny. But no, I, I'm looking forward to seeing if we have any more kind of holiday events going forward because this was a nice change of pace. That sounds great. Yeah, the, blo the bloody ships are really cool looking. Um, I think there's actually three ships you can get in game Wait, that have permanent skins. The ones that they were giving out this year were I think thirty day, um, thirty day skins. So you have it and your ship stays like that for thirty days. Mm -hmm. There are also um, faction specific skin or ships that are they're really pretty. They're all covered in blood, and um, like it, it makes it feel a whole lot like um, a horror uh, movie. Serenity, kind of like the, yeah, like the Reavers and stuff like that. When you start flying around one of those ships, they're expensive yeah. though. That does sound pretty awesome though. So since they're only thirty day skins, like, 
are they only available during the event, I want to know, or can you, like, stock up, stockpile them, and, and be like that all year? You can stockpile them, and then when you apply it, it's 30 days from whenever you apply it, and it's uh, not in-game time. It's 30 days real-time. Oh, okay. That's cool. We had a whole bunch of people go to Eve Vegas, and... Um, yeah. Because because there's a space Vegas in Eve, or is this real Vegas? This was real Vegas. This is real Vegas. Um, I'm just being silly. Come on. (laughs) We actually actually got a a good picture. I'll see if we can find it. Of we had a full-on AIE meet of a whole bunch of people. Um, They all went down to Vegas and they all hung out. Uh, We got a link in the show notes that has all of the panels. They uh, posted them like a week after or maybe two weeks after. It's all the panels that happened uh, on YouTube. So you can actually go back and watch all the stuff and see see about everything that happened. And there's a lot announced. So it should be pretty fun. And just the kind of details, some of the background yeah. behind E-Vegas. Uh, so Blizzard has BlizzCon, obviously, right? right? And uh, CCP, uh, they have an event usually in March or April or sometimes early May called FanFest. And mm-hmm. FanFest is kind of what, what I guess a lot of EVE players consider the uh, uh, kind of like an equivalent to BlizzCon, except the problem with FanFest um, is it's in Iceland. And that's that's both that's fantastic and that's great, but that's also a really expensive plane trip, and it probably for Americans because we're America, not all of us have passports. Right. So it's it's uh, a couple of years ago, uh, actually, a group of fans put together uh, just a fan event in Vegas, um, and they made it a weekend, and there was a lot of drinking and debauchery involved, as is kind of real common in the evening. It's Vegas. Yep, it's Vegas, and it got popular to the point where the developer, CCP, kind of grabbed it and took it over and said, well, hey, we're going to kind of make this a second fan fest or uh, kind of the American fan fest. And yeah, they do all sorts of like press announcements and developers come over and hobnob with the folks and there's a notorious pub crawl that um, I, I, again, there's a good deal of drinking with that. But then there's the anti-pub crawl for people who aren't big into drinking. Um, it's it's just all around kind of a real fun time. And uh, Turbo, you didn't go this year, did you? No, I didn't. Um, I think it was you I heard, and I had to sit out this year. But I heard the, um, the pretty much the lead day of uh, CCP Seagull. It, she is a little Icelandic girl that will drink big man under the table. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, actually she's in this video right below that in the show links is return of expansion packs. She mm-hmm. is, um, announcing the fact that while we are getting, while they love the fact that we can get, uh, small changes real fast now with our, uh, four and five week release cycles where they releasing patches every month. And that started, I want to say, last year. At Two years fan, ago. 
fest or two. Ooh, wow, it's been that long already. But yeah, there was there was basically a change where uh, if, if those of you in like software development know like Scrum and Agile and like rapid development changes and CCP kind of changed to that sort of development model and they changed their software release cycle around that. So instead of having massive and large expansion packs, you would have a patch or an update every four to six weeks. I think it was pretty much always six weeks uh, with new features that would come out every six weeks. And mm -hmm. it was great, but oh man, the game changed every six weeks. And so kind of this announcement is we're going to still do frequent updates every six weeks, but maybe a little bit less of them. And that'll give us time to hold back for kind of big, pro proper, uh, boxed, in air quotes, expansions right, every now and again. And they announced the uh, the new upcoming spring expansion, Citadels. Yeah. Which I know we looked at it earlier, or we talked about it on one of the earlier podcasts. looks like they have a lot of really interesting changes coming. Yeah, uh, Citadels is going to be one of the biggest game changers. Aside from NPC stations, all the other stations will eventually get blown up or um, just phased out of the game, and we'll be getting uh, Citadels um, small, medium, large, and extra large. Extra large is the biggest thing that we've ever seen in-game, and it is going to be the first time that people will be able to dock um, super capital ships mm -hmm. and actually have some kind of real real play style where they don't have to just log out in the middle of nowhere and hope that nobody ever finds them because if you get you start to log out and you have a countdown timer and then you log out if you log out in space but super capitals cannot log out inside of a station so yeah, if you could find one of them, you can scram them, and then they don't actually log out. <laughs> it is yeah. kind of terrifying if you're ever in one. <laughs> kind of your your butts hanging out there, so to speak. Yeah, um, Citadels are going to bring a whole lot of really cool stuff. Uh, we'll have all new structures, and eventually all the old ones will get blown up. Because why not? And that's ultimately, that's like the end goal, is we want these new and awesome player-built structures that you can basically serve as your space citadel and space fortress. And the old version, they were called outposts, and uh, they were kind of cool. I mean, you could you would place the outpost down, and it was really contentious. You could blow it up while it was in building. Come on. Uh, but if once it was built... It just kind of was there. You can't blow up the old outposts once they're built. And the hope, the hope for all people at EVE is that you should always be able to blow something up. So the hope even is that... Even if it's yourself. Even and especially if it's yourself. And, and, and the dream... Dark kind of the every man's dream is being able to place these citadels, which are really absurdly expensive, and and be able to have a mechanism to blow them up, as well as the old Great. outposts. Um, because let's clear out that old crap. We don't want it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but that's that's kind of the hope, and that's that's the future. So that, that expansion and a lot of those features are, are coming, I want to say. They said spring, was it? Did they give it? 
a date, March, or uh, is that still up? In the- no, I, I think the date's still up in the air. I'm, I'm guessing they're going to probably announce it, uh, announce the actual date um, during FanFest is what I would guess. So sometime yeah. between March 21st and June 21st. I suppose, yeah, yeah that, that actually would make sense. You can actually sit in the citadels on the guns and shoot at ships that are flying around trying to brief people. And you can also see outside of the Citadel for the first time because right now you dock up and you can't see what's out. So you, the only way you can really see what's happening outside. That's right. 20,000 years in the future, they forgot the technology for windows on your outposts. Right. So, so the, the, there is with the Citadels, they will have space windows essentially. And you can see outside now, which is really pretty amazing. Yeah, Very it's cool. going to be nice. Other than that, uh, kind of the other big thing that was talked about at Eve Vegas was the Capitals rebalance. And I'll, I'll, I'll touch on it briefly. Uh, we have a link in the show notes. Uh, basically, Capitals in Eve Online are the biggest and most expensive ships mm-hmm. uh, that you as a player can build and fly. And when... These are the things that kind of make headlines when you have, uh, like, what's called the Battle of B-Tac-R, and suddenly, uh, what was it, $300,000 worth of ships are blown up. These are capital ships. Um, And there's been kind of a little bit of a stagnant, I guess you would say, balanced game right now. All the major powers have kind of figured out how they work and how you need to group them up and how you need to use them. And uh, so the developer, like they often do, are going around and shaking things up and kind of completely rebalancing how capital ships work. Um, Some of the biggest ships, Titans, are getting really neat effects. Uh, One of them that I think captured a lot of imagination is called the Hand of God. And what it does is it's designed, you have your Titan and you have like a whole fleet around that titan that's battling and what that titan can do is it can target an area in outer space where a fleet is and it will randomly teleport them to somewhere completely else in the solar system oh my gosh Um, that is so great okay that's huge okay so clarify when you say solar system like how many jumps away is it going to teleport like anywhere so it, it is going to be within system um, so okay. it's not going to be like outside in a separate system. It will be in Across system. It'll, it'll, be off-grid. Um, it'll be off grid and it'll be kind of, you know, however many AUs in mm-hmm. the same system away. So it, it, it's, it's at the very least and kind of the theory and what how CCP kind of pitched it is they were like, we want to be able to do it so that if you have two ships fighting in this field of effect locked onto one another, when the Titan teleports them, they teleport to the same space and are still locked on to one another, still oh in space. God. So that, that, that is amazing. We're we're all really excited about uh about kind of those new capital ship effects. Yeah, it it's it's really neat. Like if you had like if you're in a Titan and you target the area right around you, if somebody's got you scrammed, you could pretty much just chuck them somewhere else in your space with the Hand of God effect, because it'll teleport anything that is uh, battleship or smaller. It will not do capital ships. But at the very least, it can it can allow a Titan to get away if they're able to get it off and get it well-placed if someone cannot get them scrammed again. So it's 
it'll be a really, really interesting tool once they get everything going on them. Yeah, that does sound like very much a game changer. Yeah. That's so cool, though. Uh, looks like they finally updated their updates website. It'd been up for a while and is actually pretty terrible. Um, the updates website's really handy now, and it ha goes through every cycle update. And you can see at the bottom, there has been a lot of – oh, it's at the top, Sorry. actually. Um, there has been a lot of updates recently, but mm -hmm. now they're going to start having those plus big um, – their big, like, winter – spring they can plan a little bit more rather than like oh wait now we got to get this stuff nobody's going to see anything for six months well, we can you heard it here talk first, about folks. it winter spring is coming to eve online <laughs> i thought it was just soon tm yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think they're allowed to do that one i'm sorry i had to <laughs> it's okay Well, other than that, as far as the most recent updates, uh, Parallax was released on, and you know what? Speaking so that website, and we'll again have it in the show notes, it's mm -hmm. updates.eveonline.com. We can actually go in. Oh, that's uh, handy. Yeah, absolutely. And it shows you kind of what came out, and then again, upcoming winter, upcoming spring updates. But oh, I love that. I love the idea of not having the show notes just always buried in the main news site. Sometimes, or the patch notes, not the show notes. <laughs> right. Sometimes I go looking for patch notes, and it's such a hassle to find them. Yeah, just, absolutely. Because of all the little events and all the little news updates, and I think it's great that you're all involved in community and stuff, but and a separate update page where you can always go to and it'll just be patch notes, that's great. That's yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. And it, it's, it's, there are pretty pictures with it too, so it's not mm -hmm. like a terrible wall of text patch <laughs> notes. But like, so looking at the most recent release, Parallax, which came out on November 3rd, uh, there were a whole bunch of little changes that I don't need to get into but some of the big ones um and and this is a really esoteric update uh but it's called brain in a box performance Wait, it's update. Like, oh, thank and, you for it being a brain and not anything else right it's not <laughs> brian in a box we, we don't want to box wanna what's in the box it's a brain okay it's a right. brain <laughs> but but that was a big performance update released uh, on November 3rd. And basically what it does, uh, I don't know what it does. I'm not a developer. I, I, I just kind of pretend to know what's going on here. But basically it's taken some of the calculations that the old servers were doing and off-sourced them to a different basically box or brain in a box and and what that does is is basically a whole bunch of attributes and really complicated math is calculated in a different way now which kind of opens up the future to a whole lot of different and new performance enhancements oh that is so great yeah you um we've got a huge upgrade coming to Eve finally as far as not the actual game itself, but this time for the servers. Mm -hmm. Servers, are they can get crushed by the players every now and again. Uh, we've had a few times where I think we had 5,000 people descend on one system to kill a very rare ship. Um, 
because the people that own the rare ship announced it was going to get blown up. It was all it was all for fun and um, it, it but it'll break the game a lot. Um, Jita sometimes gets so full that nobody's allowed in, and if you try to log in and you're in Jita. It'll ask you to pick a different place, and it'll make you go there and stay. And that's to be clear, that's the the main market hub for the uh, the game. Yeah, it can be if you think Orgrimmar, or if you think like what's what's the Alliance one? Is that Stormwind? Stormwind. I think? Something like that. If you think, but if you think like Orgrimmar gets busy sometimes, um, like Jita is like capped at like 2,000 players on a regular basis and it's like oh my god there are so many people it's so slow here so it's yeah. so it's eve new york city very much so yes 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 oh speaking of which because that sounds like a technology thing uh who so i don't know if you guys had a chance to look at it but um they actually, on the BlizzCon panel, sorry, rat hole real quick, because I love this sort of tech stuff. There was an engineering Q&A panel that MMO Champion recorded from BlizzCon that talked about stuff like this where, um, you know, they were having to spin up uh, different instances because of people logging into their, their garrisons. That's when... honey, I'm sorry. You are roboting just a bit. Sorry. So, but if you get a chance, go check that Q&A out. Sorry. Back to yeah. Eve. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, and the only problem, so you do like, so Eve is a little bit more limited as far as spurring up like different instances, right? Mm -hmm. Because everything is single shard and kind of the big seller of Eve is we're all in this rat cage together. But what you do see is instances where particular solar systems are placed on nodes. Um, or actually constellations are placed on nodes. And if one particular solar system in a constellation gets like a sudden spike in players and combat activity or something like that, they might remap the nodes. So just the one solar system is on one piece of hardware and then everything else is remapped away out from that physical node. So yeah, there's I'll absolutely have to check out that uh, MMO champion piece. They actually... Um... They actually auctioned off a few of as well, right? What was that? Sorry. Sorry for the some of the battles. They also use time dilation to yes. slow things down. Yep. Yeah. They're hoping to start walking away from that as much as they can because time dilation is more of a thing for to help them so that nobody's getting crushed under the server. They can have everything. Or so you don't get your email for your insurance payout before you see that you've actually blown up. <laughs> Yeah. You know, or it's like time dilation when you're at like 10% time dilation. It's great because the server is stable, but it's like, oh, I guess I will shoot my missiles once every 10 minutes. Oh, no. We've got a, a uh, oh, that's Titan, so great. Uh, the Titan Doomsday weapons have a 10-minute cooldown. So 10% time dilation, they fire their doomsday, and then they come back like the next day, and they can fire it again. Exactly. <laughs> um, they call the doomsday weapon, though, to have a long cooldown. They actually auctioned off some of the old server blades at E-Vegas for the charity. Um, oh, that's great. That's so cool. You could own an actual piece of the game. I love it when they do that. Yeah. So I guess the only other thing related to Parallax... Uh, 
Drifter incursions are back. And I brought that up because Drifters are, if we're speaking of Doomsdays, uh, Drifters are a new sort of NPC. They've been around for a couple of months now, but now they're starting to, like, attack whole regions oh, in high-security space. And they're kind of creepy. They have a Doomsday that they can blow a ship up in one hit. Um, if you see a Drifter incursion and you're not in a group, you should probably run. Run, run like yeah. heck. Yeah. Uh, the best way to describe it for some of the old WoW players, you remember when somebody would drag a world boss all the way to like mm-hmm. Stormrand or whatever? Oh, yeah. And it's you couldn't kill like, it, so it just just everyone just kind of lagged and, and sat there and pounded on it? Yeah, it's essentially these guys come to... Drifters come to just random systems, and they've actually started coming to some of the throne worlds now. Um, and this is the throne world incursion they will show up and pretty much just start wiping the floor with anything that tries to shoot at them. And uh, they've actually been, there was one time that one of the devs dropped them into the system for a event. And after the event was over, they asked the devs to remove them and dev said, well, it's your problem now. And <laughs> exactly. they pretty much just wiped the floor with everybody for a little while until they were able to get a decent party together. Right. An organized fleet. Yeah. Actually, you know what I forgot about Turbo? Speaking of the throne worlds, do we want to talk about the Amar succession trials? Sure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Succession in space! No, very much so. I don't know if... And and did you get a chance to watch any of it, Turbo? No, I haven't had a chance to watch any of it. Um, Let's give a little bit of a rundown of exactly what happened. So there was, was there was there was the Empress of the Amar Empire, which is one of the four NPC player high security factions in Eve, and she died. She got murdered by I think a very by a drifter, wasn't it? Yeah, right? it was. It was by uh, a set of the drifters. They warped in. The drifters came into system. There was a event going on of the. Um, the Empress, she had her own personal Titan and her own escort. The Drifters came in, warped directly to the Titan, one-shotted the Titan all together in unison, and then warped off. Oh so, my yeah. gosh! So the, the Empress the is... Amar Empire, and the Amar Empire, I, I mean, EVE Online, yeah. the role-playing scene in EVE Online, it's a very dedicated community, although also arguably everyone in EVE Online is a little bit of a role player, uh, just just based on the lore and how, now, how it's set up. Um, just really quick, though, this is something that happened story-wise. This wasn't yes. an in-game event, right? Actually, it was, yes, both. It was story-wise it was and it was an in-game event. Oh, so you could t- go in, participate, and try to fight off the bad guys or join the bad guys if you wanted just to... Yes. Yes. Just to be part of it. Oh, that is so there's, much fun. There's video on <laughs> YouTube. Raid. I'm not, sure, not sure about the link, but there is video. Yeah, we'll have to see if we can look up some video of that. But but fast forward. So the Empress was dead, and the Amar Empire needs to pick a new emperor or empress. And there are a whole bunch of like royal houses um, that that kind of compete in what are called the Amarian succession trials. And are the developers CCP out a development blog saying, well, hey, actually, for the Amara succession trials, we want people to submit their combat gameplay videos and write a reason why they should be the representative for a given royal house. 
and they put together. Wait, wait, wait. They turned an event into an essay question? They turned not only into an <laughs> essay question, but they turned it into a tournament. So you literally <laughs> have wow. a bunch of, of yeah, no, there, there are ongoing tournaments that actually just wrapped up today um, with, I think, House, Tashmer uh, Khan and House, one of the other houses. And yeah, it was like a fiery tournament of doom between like a whole bunch of players. Okay. Like, who are going to you elect know, their new emperor or empress. I love you guys. Play. You guys are a different breed of gamer, aren't you? Hey, <laughs> that could also be NaNoWriTo. It could be, but I'm not doing it so, to win an But hey, like, so the is, there were like real cool prizes that were given out. Um, like, I think uh, all the people that were participating today um, who ended up getting past a certain point have a ship called a Silver Magnate now, mm -hmm. uh, which is like some ridiculously rare and expensive ship. And then I think of course, some of the Because they'd have to give you in game items or else oh. you wouldn't write your essays. Well, you know what? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, so the, the winners today actually, I think, are getting flown out to uh, Iceland for FanFest, where the, uh, the finals are going to be decided. So that's, that's something to uh, stay tuned mm -hmm. for. It, it really is impressive just um, the amount of dedication there is to the player base in the game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, CCP, especially as of late, has done a really fantastic job paying attention and just kind of incorporating player actions into the overlying or kind of the 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 overarching storyline in EVE Online. Which is cool yeah. because then it, then it gives you something to do besides shoot each other, which is, you know, the main point of the game. But mm -hmm. I, I know for a while there were you know, you'd go ratting and there were pirate missions and stuff like this, so it sounds like they've really ramped up that portion of it of the computer against the players, which is cool. So I know we don't have a whole lot of time left, but we do have a couple more items that we'll get right into. Turbo, did you want to talk about broadcast for reps? Yeah, I just wanted to mention it. Um, I'd mentioned it before, and I think we'd even gotten it posted on the uh, AIE Guild website. But a um, bunch of EVE players doing good stuff, trying to uh, support people um, so that nothing happens. Uh, uh, we have suicides all the time, uh, and they these guys are really trying to help people. Uh, so broadcast for reps. Uh, we have a video that the community made along with developers. Very cool. Amazing. And other than that, the only other uh, there are two announcements I would like to make. The first announcement was on behalf of Lanktheris, uh, the Cap Stable podcast, uh, which which I'm affiliated and Turbo is a host and yes, uh, absolutely really? won. Um, we won a community award uh, from yeah. e uh, it was really humbling, and we totally didn't deserve That's so to awesome. win. Um, but yeah, I am. I am really. I we. I think it was one for our work um, in interviewing uh, Council of Stellar Management Space Congress candidates last year. Oh yeah, and, I remember you guys are doing that. Yeah, and and I'm. I'm again. I just want to say I'm really flattered and really, really kind of gobsmacked uh, that that we would win anything from the community. So thank you to uh, the Neocom and kind of the people that ran that award. Uh, I have one other announcement though. Yes. Uh, I wanted to save this for the end. Uh, AIU, so for the past couple of months, we've been kind of chilling around in 
uh, kind of in, near Jita um, in low sec and then in, in kind of some of the surrounding high sec systems, we've been helping our industrialists uh, kind of get a new foothold. And uh, it's been kind of what I would say is a, a lazy summer. Uh, mm -hmm. where we just kind of we left Brave because Brave had it. I don't know if we talked about how Brave had an absolutely catastrophic yes. uh, leadership yep. drama cascade. Yes, and that was, some, that was yeah. a pretty good meltdown. Right, yeah. So <laughs> we pretty much said, well, see you later, guys. We, we love you, but we, we have to do something else now. Uh, so yeah, for the past couple of months, we've been chilling just between high and low sec, uh, just at a real sort of low-key recharge sort of, of, I guess you would say, state, well, I found us a home, or at least I okay. found us a tentative home. Mm -hmm. We are moving. There is a PVP deployment specifically for Ilya Iakta as Universal. Uh, some of the industrialists, I think I'm going to stay put, but specifically we are deploying to a region of space called Conied, the system name that will all have you stage. Your PVP, PVP ships is Vazilla, that is Victor, Echo, uh, Zulu, India, Lima, Alpha. I am impressed that I remembered NATO. Good job. It was, that was perfect. That um, was really good. Yeah, we're going to start working with a group of people called Blades of Grass. Um, their ticker is Together. It's actually a really, really, really good group of people. Um, mm -hmm. They're affiliated with Guardians of the Galaxy Coalition. Um, and nice. we kind of talked to them about that, uh, and uh, it's led by Sort Dragon of There Be Dragons, and um, Sort Dragon is an interesting character, but when I was talking with the leaders of Blades, uh, they're real good folks, and they have a real good mission statements, they're a lot like us, family-friendly, and they have a bunch of older gamers with families, um, and I thought it was a real good cultural fit, and because they're a smaller alliance, uh, we're not joining a mega alliance anymore like we have in the past with Brave or with Test. So there are going to be kind of a lot of things that are tangible goals that small groups of people can do by working together. And I'm, I'm really excited. So next week, Sunday, I think I was talking with the Alliance Executor, Basil, we have a meet and greet operation and I'll have details up on the, uh, the fleet up and kind of through Eve, uh, the mail system and on the forums on when that is. And I'm, I'm hoping everyone shows up because I think it'll be a blast. Wonderful. Oh, people, oh, wait, wait, are you going to bless them from your ship? Because I know Eve Lingo, and it, it will be a blast, and I hope everybody shows up. It will like, certainly be a blast for someone. It's oh. not in wars. So, okay. I'm glad you caught that, because that was, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that all that awesome. covered up stuff you guys do. <laughs> All right, so that's our show for tonight. While the chat room begins suggesting new show titles, if I could see them, we want to thank Turbo and Hoots for joining us. Yay, you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. It is always a pleasure. All right, so where can that's we great. contact you? And where's the Cap Stable podcast and all that great stuff? Uh, so the Capstable podcast is at capstable.net. Otherwise, the Twitter handle is at capstable. Okay. I am at AIE Hoots. And Turbo, where are you at? Oh, I can be found at Turbo Addiction. He was filling yes. it in for me. Thank you. 
Turbo Addiction on Twitter, because he's addicted to turbos. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. My car has two of them. Nice. And if you have any questions or comments about the show, you can email us at podcast at aie-guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Eludra is at El- Eludra underscore AIE. Ted is at at Ivory Tiger, and I'm Cyberwave, or McCullough, and I'm at Cyberwave. We record live with video every or every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website, theaiepodcast.com. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul, or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. And now it's time to play all of the great AIE member segments we received this week, including the 200th episode of Overly Dramatic News. You will want to listen to this. There are yes. special guests. Yay! And we have a new, brand new segment from one of our community members, Mew Cow, called Alt Itis. And a reminder if you do member segments and they're under typically 90 seconds or under, and you'd like them on the show, feel free to mail them to podcast at aie-guild.org and we will slot them in. Totally. All right. Next week we will be talking to, we don't know, but it depends on our guests. This may be for the last show of the year as someone has a busy social calendar. Maybe the picking on Michaela section of the uh, podcast isn't over and can't record for most of December. No, I'm kidding. December's crazy for everybody, so it's all good. So until then, AIE, this is Aludra. This is Makala. This is Tetsemi. And, and this is... Yeah, I wasn't sure who was going to say it. <laughs> Go ahead, your show. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Greetings, gamers. This is MewCow, a resident expert on a common gamer condition called altitis. The aim of this segment is to be a guide on how best to handle being alt-capable in the gaming world. I'll be approaching both playing multiple games at the same time, and how best to focus your time on games that promote having multiple types of characters. As I am also alt-capable, I will be sharing experiences and tips that I have come to find to be most effective. I will be sampling many types of games, such as MMOs, RPGs, MOBAs, and really any type of game that allows for a varied choice of character when playing. For the most part, I will be using a bit of my own medicine, and using explanations that work on multiple games, but from time to time I will be focusing on specific games that are well designed for multiple characters. If you have questions, tips, or want to discuss a topic further, find us on Twitter at altitisnet, and show notes can be found on altitis.net. On behalf of the Alt Army, we hope you find this information useful in the treatment of your altitis. On the momentous occasion of Overly Dramatic News' 200th episode, I am pleased beyond belief to bring you the following special report. Greetings, this is Accuzod. Over three years ago, I was kidnapped by gnomes and held at a secret, undisclosed location. 
but I can now reveal that I allowed myself to be kidnapped so that I could undertake a long-term undercover research project. Yes, like most world-famous celebrities, I wanted to open my own restaurant. Now, after long years of study and having several villages of gnomes over for dinner, I am ready to announce the opening of my new brew hall just in time for Pilgrim's Bounty. Located in the heart of Dalaran, where the real estate was really cheap until recently, Zod's Gnome on the Range will offer the finest in stews, meat pies, and meatballs, with plenty of Pandaren ale to wash them down. So while you're waiting for the Burning Legion to finally show up for the invasion, stop on in at Zod's for the best in gnomish cooking. And Miss Bulgar advises you to save plenty of room for her famous gnome custard for dessert. Akamagosh! Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. On the momentous occasion of Overly Dramatic News' 200th episode, I am pleased beyond belief to bring you the following special report. Greetings, this is Accuzod. Over three years ago, I was kidnapped by gnomes and held at a secret, undisclosed location but I can now reveal that I allowed myself to be kidnapped so that I could undertake a long-term undercover research project. Yes, like most world-famous celebrities, I wanted to open my own restaurant. Now, after long years of study and having several villages of gnomes over for dinner, I am ready to announce the opening of my new brew hall just in time for Pilgrim's Bounty. Located in the heart of Dalaran, where the real estate was really cheap until recently, Zod's Gnome on the Range will offer the finest in stews, meat pies, and meatballs, with plenty of Pandaren ale to wash them down. So while you're waiting for the Burning Legion to finally show up for the invasion, stop on in at Zod's for the best in gnomish cooking. And Miss Bulgar advises you to save plenty of room for her famous gnome custard for dessert. Akamagosh! Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind.